Welcome to the Black Agenda Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian Guest, along with co-host, Devin Dito. On the show today, we have president of Legacy Home Loans, Ben Slayton. Legacy Home Loans is the largest Black-owned mortgage lender in the country and wants to share with our community just how easy it is to become a homeowner. So sit back and listen well as we talk to you about Black home ownership. Mr. Slayton, he is an actually a 53-year veteran of the mortgage industry and has built several mortgage and mortgage-related companies. Currently, he's the president of Legacy Home Loans, a, div- a new division established to help increase the homeownership rate of African Americans throughout the United States, and he's a member of the Altura Group LLC Board of Directors. He's also the publisher of Mortgage Compliance Magazine and Mortgage Women Magazine, In his past, he was also the co-founder of Quality Control Management Assurance Corporation and the managing director of Western Bank. And, you know, to top it off, Mr. Slayton is the first black realtor in the United States, the first black owner slash broker of a Century 21 franchise and the first uh, Freddie Mac multifamily program plus seller slash servicer in the United States. So quite a bit of first here. So, Mr. Slayton, um, we are really excited to have you, uh, a man of your caliber, to join us on the podcast today. Thanks. Thanks for uh, inviting me. I appreciate it very much. Look forward to yeah. uh, telling you what I know. <laughs> yeah, no problem at all. I I think you are w- with your resume. You're perfect. You're a perfect candidate to talk about uh, black home ownership, especially you know with legacy uh, home loans trying to increase home ownership within our community. Uh, with our first segment, we kind of wanted to talk about home ownership as an asset and how important it is to you know have a home. Um, we find that in, in America, a lot of people opt to rent. Um, whether it's because they think they can't afford a home or maybe they think renting is better in the long run, people usually opt to renting without even looking in the possibility of maybe buying a home. However, we do know that home ownership is something that's important because homes can be passed down from generation to generation. And when you look at wealthier, more elite individuals, you notice home ownership is a common trend within that group. So our first question is a real, real easy one. For people who are watching and who may not understand how or why homeownership is an important part of a financial foundation, please just explain how homeownership is an asset that can build equity for you and your family. Well, homeownership uh, is very important because most uh, wealthy individuals uh, contribute uh, homeownership or ownership of real estate as being the number one factor for building wealth for themselves. Uh, it's important to become a homeowner so that you can start leaving uh, homes to our families. Uh, and this is called generation wealth building, leaving a legacy for your, uh, for your heirs. Uh, wealth uh, is built in real estate two ways. Uh, the reduction of the monthly balance that uh, you owe on your, on your mortgage each month, a portion of your uh, mortgage payment is paid toward the payoff of your mortgage, which helps you build equity in your home. Um, the increased appreciation of the value of your home each year, normally property values increase uh, between 3 to 5% each year based upon the supply. That's the number of homes that's on the market. 
and demand. That's the number of people who want to buy these homes. Uh, when you put these two factors together each year, the reduction of a principal balance of your home uh, amount plus the appreciation of the value of your property, uh, this is how we build equity in our homes. The more equity you have, the more wealth you are accumulating. For example, let's take, for simplicity's sake, let's uh, take a $100,000 home value. Um, if you put 5% down, uh, now you have $5,000 equity in your home. Uh, your mortgage payment, let's say uh, you're going to pay $50 a month toward the uh, reduction of your uh, loan balance. So that's $600 a year reduced uh, for, on your mortgage payment. Now you have $5,600 equity in your home. The appreciation of the value of your home, let's say, is 3%. So that makes your home worth $103,000. Now you have, when you combine all three, you have $8,600 of equity in your home, and you've only owned the home one year. Each year, all of these things are compounded, which makes your uh, your, your value of, of your equity uh, increase uh even more so. Now, people, uh, renting home is not bad, not a bad thing. Um, in order to be comfortable in this world, we must be able to provide our families two things, shelter and food. Uh, renting provides shelter for us, and we have to provide shelter for our family. Usually renting is the lowest entry level uh, to provide shelter for ourselves. Because in most cases, you only need your first and last month rent investment to obtain occupancy. Um, this, the issue is with renting is uh, you are paying someone else's mortgage for them. In essence, you are helping your landlord to build equity in their property and helping the landlord to become wealthy. Uh, there are situations today that mortgage payments on a home could be less than what some people are paying for rent. Uh, there are programs in certain cities and states that will help a first time home buyer uh, with a down payment assistance. Uh, there is always a way uh, to get into home ownership. You just have to be willing to uh, want to try. Right. And, and that's the, and that's very important, you know, to kind of explain, you know, why um, home ownership is so important in the wealth building process and, and one of the things we know is that the country is a nation of renters, you know, especially after the, you know, the financial crisis of 2008, a lot of black wealth was lost because, you know, a lot of people did lose their homes. Um, but even interestingly, during the pandemic, the housing market has fared, you know, pretty well. Um, and, but, you know, rent across the country does continue to go up. So a lot of people wonder um, if it's better to own a home than to rent. And so you kind of answered it, you know, whether or not it's bad to rent or, you know, should you be owning a home? So I guess, you know, if you're someone out there um, who is renting currently and has been renting, say, for a while, you know, what would you say uh, as the president of a mortgage lender? How do people how would you know if you're ready to be a homeowner? Because there are things you will have to pay outside of just your mortgage every single month. Well, I think uh, the first thing you have to do is. um, there, there are three uh, uh, three major uh, organizations where you can get your free credit report. Um, so you want to find out what your um, what your FICO uh, 
score is or your credit score. And those three uh, uh, entities are Equifax, Experience, and TransUnion. Uh, if you get a copy of your uh, credit report, you'll find out, you know, what exactly what your credit score is. If it's below six hundred dollars, I mean six hundred, um, you may have a di- more difficult time uh, buying a home than you will if it's above six hundred. Um, but uh, if you would contact uh, one of our loan originators, uh, we would get you pre pre qualified to see exactly what idea of the price range you can afford, uh, what your monthly payments would be. Um, and, you know, there's a misinformation out there that whereby a lot of people uh, think that it takes 20% down uh, to purchase a home. Well, that, is, that isn't reality. Reality is that you can purchase a home for as little as 3% um, on a conventional and 3.5% on an FHA loan. If you're a veteran, you can purchase a home with no down payment uh, at all, zero down. Uh, and there is no limit to the value of the home. You can buy a VA home uh, up to a million dollars or more with zero down. So uh, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's out there. You just have to uh, be educated. That's all. No, that's important. I think that that's, that's a message that people should walk away out of this third, uh, excuse me, out of this first segment realizing is that it's just a matter of educating yourself. And, and cause I, I see on Facebook, I've got a friend who's a realtor and she's always talking about just taking the first step of, you know, checking your credit score, contacting somebody to seeing what steps can be taken. Because like you said, a lot of people, if they would look into this, they would end up paying less uh, than what they're paying in rent, which is a really, really important thing. So we're going to take our first break here. And when we come back, uh, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about the politics that kind of goes back into homeownership because uh, we live in a very um, uh, society that's kind of driven by different things like politics and racism. So we wanted to talk about how that kind of uh, affects the homeownership industry. So stick with us, viewers. We'll take our quick break and we'll be right back. absolutely appreciate your support. You are the foundation and our efforts work to better your communities. Tell your family and friends so we can all work to bring progress. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black Agenda Pod. That's at Black Agenda Pod. Let's get back to the show. All right, viewers, let's get back into it here. Remember, we are joined today by Mr. Ben Slayton, who's the president of Legacy Home Loans, talking about homeownership here. Um, within this second segment, we wanted to talk about a little bit of the politics behind homeownership is kind of how we're theming this, um, because we know in America, we talk a lot about you know racism. We talk a lot about how that plays into different facets of our industry. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, homeownership isn't uh, immune to that as well. Um, it seems that the majority class, you know, tries to figure out different ways to kind of keep minorities and not just talking about black people, but minorities in general down. One of the things that we saw last year, we were doing a lot of different reporting, but we saw that there was a story out of Florida where a couple uh, was getting ready to have a home appraisal. But because of their black photos, their home was valued 40 percent less because of that. And this is something that happens. You know, we've seen stories about this all over. 
Um, our question here to you, Mr. Slayton, um, is this just a lesson to black families and other minority families that they must alter their homes just to get the appraisals they deserve? Or what do you see should be maybe the takeaway or the needs done to really combat these sorts of issues? Well, you know, I think we have to, uh, I, I can remember when I was a realtor, uh, I always used to tell uh, the homeowners uh, to remove all of their photos, uh, anything that uh, person, you know, the artifacts that uh, indicated that uh, black people lived here. Um, uh, unfortunately, that has to still uh, play today. Uh, but when you talk about racism in, in home ownership, uh, we have to uh, kind of go back. Uh, if, you know, if you're black, uh, race uh, plays a part of our lives every day uh, in everything that we do uh, in housing. We have to kind of go back to slavery. We were pre- prohibited from owning property. And prior to World War II, uh, owning a home was mostly for wealthy white people. Uh, and that, that means that uh, poor white people could not buy a home either. So, uh, but however, after World War II, when the veterans came home from, from the war, uh, Congress passed a law most commonly known today as the GI Bill. The GI Bill made it possible whereby a veteran uh, could receive free education, uh, unemployment insurance, and be able to purchase a home with no money down. Uh, the problem with the program was the government did not administer the program. It turned the administration of the program over to the banks. The government uh, just guaranteed the repayment of those mortgages to the bank. If a veteran did not pay them their mortgages, then uh, the government would reimburse the bank uh, for their losses. Well, uh, I think you know the story from there. Uh, you know, the banks would not loan, make loans to uh, black people, nor would the schools uh, allow uh, black people to uh, uh, go into their schools and learn, uh, you know, high skilled uh, jobs. Um, and nor did we get any of the unemployment insurance payments. So uh, the GI Bill uh, and the banks not lending to blacks and redlining um, is one of the main reasons that we have a 30% home ownership gap today uh, between blacks and white. This means that seven out of every 10 white families own the home that they live in, opposed to only four black families owning the home that they live in. So uh, to me, the uh, GI Bill uh, and, and, and the discrimination that took place uh, during that period uh, really kind of set us back and we haven't been able to catch up since. Right. And, and that's something that we, you know, we still see those scars today. And I think sometimes a lot of people in the public believe that the racism and discrimination um, that we keep talking about doesn't have an economic cost, but it really, really, it really does because, um, you know, redlining, you mentioned it, redlining was a started as a federal practice of creating like these color coded maps showing where it was, you know, friendly to lend in these areas, but it was, you know, and that would be green areas, which are predominantly white communities. And then the red areas was, which is where redlining came from were deemed too risky. And like you were saying, the federal government was not going to, you know, back those loans that they were going to be lending to these risky areas. So they decided not to lend to black people um, in areas that they think deemed to be risky. And so, then the, the other side to that is if you were able to get a loan, you're probably going to have to pay ultra high interest rates or have some kind of you know funky contract where you're going to end up paying more or they were going to probably 
put an interest rate on that, that would eventually price you out of the home that you were in. I mean, so you, you kind of answered it. So just, you know, when you were a realtor um, and, and coming up, did, how did you how did you have to work in that type of environment where it was not popular to lend to black neighborhoods and black homeowners? And then just, you know, how has that how are we still is, is redlining still an issue today um, as we try to, to increase black home ownership? Well, they don't, uh, you know, uh, discrimination is more uh, covert uh, than overt today. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, I, I remember last year, uh, there was a, uh, a, a bank uh, in Indiana that uh, was uh, sued uh, for redlining. And, and that was in, you know, 2020. Um, so it, it, it does exist. Um, and um, I, I think that, you know, the devaluation of um, a property because it's located in a particular location, um, as you mentioned earlier, uh, there was a black family who uh, had an appraisal done um, and then had a white family uh, represent that house as being theirs. Um, and the value of the property came up to where they thought it should be. Um, but uh, it goes back to, um, uh, you know, it, it goes back to the point where when I was a realtor, um, there was a, a, a thing called blockbusting, um, which was uh, white people, uh, uh, white realtors, um, you know, not allowing uh, blacks to move into white communities, won't show, wouldn't show them uh, the properties that were located in white communities. So. Um, I mean, all of that uh, overtly has been um, dismissed and, and you, you can't say that, you can't put your finger on it and say that hap- that's happening today. But I'm sure that uh, in, in some cases it still happens. Um, but we uh, have to uh, just keep, keep, keep the fight um, and be able to uh, educate our people uh, about the laws and how they can uh, make uh Make themselves more readily uh, available to increase their 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 wealth, uh, and that's really where uh, for for us and for most individuals uh, in in the country, um, it all starts with home ownership, um, and and in this case, black home ownership really does matter. No, that, right, and I want to oh, okay. No, go, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. No, I just wanted to make sure we we got the the, the point in too is that. You know the the lower appraised values of the homes and and the 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 higher interest that you're having to pay. One of the the byproducts of redlining is that we've based our school funding off of home values and and bringing in tax dollars. And so the the, the byproduct of when you decrease the value of homes in black neighborhoods means you're collecting probably less you know property and home taxes on those which means that's less money that's going into the school system so what we've seen now is that when you find a black neighborhood that has low home values you're probably going to find a school that's not being funded properly which creates another problem uh, which means the kids are not getting the proper education so it's all of these things have byproducts that have infected different parts um, of the of you know of the, the the country and those are things we're still having to fight consistently. So I just want to make no sure we got that it, point but, out there. But again, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but but you have to also look at. I mean, every every person that you have on your show has a mission, 
Um, and, and, and all of our missions are different. Uh, my mission is home ownership, increasing black home ownership. And when you go back to looking at the, the value of owning a home to not owning a home, let me just tell you some things, what happens, and you may have heard of this, uh, but it's a proven fact that people who own their own homes also obtain higher level of education. People who own their own homes are more likely to participate in civic activities in their communities. People who own their own homes are physically healthier than those who don't own their own homes. In communities where uh, there is a higher home ownership rate, there is a lower crime rate. Uh, there are fewer people uh, on public assistance where there's a higher home ownership rate. Uh, property maintenance and home, home improvements creates pride of oneself, which also leads to pride of home ownership. Uh, home ownership provides a safe place called backyards where for kids to play and grow up and be somewhat sheltered from the street violence. Um, and home ownership helps stabilize uh, a family and its community. So the value of home ownership is so vast that uh, if, you, if you are a renter, although, as I said before, renting is not a bad thing because you still have to provide shelter for your family. But if you can get through the door and get into home ownership, it'll change your life. No, that's an awesome message. I think that that's what people need to know that uh, that there's a it unlocks a door for a lot of different things, which honestly is a great uh, segue into our third segment. So what we're going to do is take our next break here, viewers. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into our third segment here, uh, which is going to really talk a little bit more about you know getting into the buying of a home. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Would you like to contribute to our scholarship fund? Would you like to help us partner with nonprofits? Would you like to submit a topic request or maybe even appear on our show? If so, go to patron.podbean.com forward slash black agenda pod. Thank you for your donation and belief in our mission. Let's get back to the show. All right, viewers, let's go ahead and get back into this. Our third segment here, really laying out the, the meat of buying a home. Uh, remember, we are joined today with Mr. Ben Slayton, who's the president of Legacy Home Loans. Uh, Mr. Slayton, we wanted to talk in this third segment a little bit about, you know, getting people ready to buy a home and different things like that. And one of the things when you look up, you know, you know, buying a home, you're going to you know, see that there's a bunch of different people from realtors and mortgage lenders that you've got to talk with so many different companies um, to interact with. Um, some people maybe even feel overwhelmed whenever they start the process. Um, it may even seem a little daunting because you've got to, you know, communicate and network and things. So when developing a relationship with the right person and trying to really, you know, get your home, you know, get your, you know, make your claim within the community, how do you go about advising individuals who are considering who to choose and who to use, whether it be their realtor or their mortgage lender when they're trying to buy their first home? Well, that's that's uh, probably the easiest question you could ask me. Um you know, our company's mission is to empower the black community through throughout the country with a focus on building sustainable, sustainable wealth through home ownership, 
so that they can start leaving family legacies. You know, and sustainable uh, reason I put that in there is because, you know, it's it's in back in the eight in the, in the eighties when uh, people were taking loans that they shouldn't uh, actually have received. Um, uh, you know, we want to be able to keep our, all of our borrowers in their home for for life. Um, so you got to look at the word sustainable. We want to be able to, to have it sustained. Uh, and there's no reason for a person to be afraid or reluctant to contact us. Uh, every one of our employees looks just like you and I, and in most cases have experienced the same kind of discrimination and hardships that you have uh, received um, or experienced. Um, so it's important. You know, most people, you know, there's a... Uh, it's only 3% of all the thousands and thousands of loan officers or loan originators in, in the country uh, are black. Um, and there's 13% nationwide of black population. Um, and being able to bring more people into the business that uh, the other uh, 10% of, uh, of, of black people can relate to um, and be able to open up to and, and know that they are dealing with someone that uh, looks just like them, that, you know, feels like it. And when I say look like them, I'm talking about from the loan originator to the processor, to the underwriter, to the closer, every part of this, of, of, of our process, people look just like us. Uh, and and that's, I think that's very important. Um, but uh, we have to, it, it's all about education, educating our people on the fact that home ownership is not as uh, as bad uh, or difficult as it it appears, I have to demystify a lot of the uh, old uh, thought processes. Um, so once 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 that's being done, um, and a person knows uh, how to uh, uh, get their credit score, uh, know how to uh, get pre qualified, so they'll know exactly what they're going to be faced with. Um, and some people. Um, know that they have some credit issues. Um, and I, I, we have divided our, our uh, uh, company up into four different areas where we know that about 20% of, the, of our borrowers need down payment assistance program, need credit repair. Um, you know, another 20% of our people are uh, just hardworking people that uh, want to do the best they can and, and have a fairly good credit. Um, and then there's a, a, a group of professionals, uh, the lawyers, the doctors, you know, and then there's a, a group uh, that uh, are the high, high, high earners, you know, the basketball players, the football players and things of that sort. So uh, knowing that this is how we are set up. And I think the whole world is set up that way. But um, most people don't look at home buying, the home buying process in that manner. Uh, but if you don't, you know, our goal is to become the household word uh, whenever a person, whenever a black person wants to buy a home or refinance. And the only way we can do that is to cover all segments of our people. No, that's good. I, I like that. O only thing I was going to follow up and say, you know, to anyone who's watching and listening, you know, if you're in the, the market to buy a home, sounds like no matter where you live in the United States, you need to call legacy home loans because they can fix you up. <laughs> Well, that's good. I appreciate that plug. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do it here. Okay, and, well, I'll give and, you one and, other thing, too, and that is our website is myhomelegacy.com. 
myhomelegacy.com. And we'll make sure to plug that here and at the end of the show. And we'll make sure to post that on social media so people can see it. Um, and, and you have a place to go where you don't have to be afraid um, of, you know, being rejected. Because I think a lot of people are afraid, you know, if they don't have the best credit, they don't want to even take the chance of applying because they are, you know, I'm going to get denied and there's nothing they can do for me. And so they just don't take the opportunity to see what could be available as far as home ownership. Yeah, that's why it's important for them to know that the person that is going to be working on their application looks just like them, have had the same issues that they've had, you know, um, and if not, we all have, have, we all of us have that uncle, uh, you know, that uh, we don't want to bring out at, at, you know, at Thanksgiving. Uh, but that is something that that's happened. I mean, that's something that we live with. That's just who we are. Um, and for us to be able to show and, and to uh, actually handle our clients with that kind of respect to know that this is how we do it. And, you know, we are here to help you. And, and that's uh, that, that that's uh, tremendous to be able to tell a person that, uh, I, you know, I don't want to do anything but to help you. And it's not about making money. It's about helping uh, our, our clients because if we help our clients. We make money. Right. And that's such a great message there. And and, and before we go into break, we did have one more question just about. Um, you know, what you can do as a homeowner. You, you, you kind of touched on it earlier about building the equity in your home. But just if you could just tell us, you know, when you do become a homeowner, you start to build that equity. We've seen this, you know, happen in the white community. Uh, they've been able to build and sustain generational wealth. I mean, the average, um, there's a, it's, it's seven, over 70% of the white community is a homeowner and their medium home value is about $230,000. Whereas, in the black community, about 45% of black families own their home and the medium home value is about 150,000. So it's about an $80,000 difference there, um, which is, you know, it's a big difference when you talk about building wealth and leaving that for your, your children and your children's children. And so also though, when you are a homeowner, you do have equity and you can use that equity in different ways, whether it's paying for college or different things. So just kind of tell us, you know, what can you do as a homeowner with the equity in your house that can help to unlock other wealth building opportunities? Well, um, as you mentioned, you, uh, I think on average, the average uh, person uh, that owns a home with, with children uses the equity in their home to help pay for the child's education, um, especially higher education. Um, you can um, you, you, you can take cash out to uh, do uh, real estate investments. You know, you can buy uh, units and rent, rent those out. Uh, I mean, I, you know, that's what I did. I mean, I just kept buying property and, uh, in, in, and renting them out and keeping them. Um, and, uh, you know, you can uh, do what they call uh, exchange. You can exchange one property for another property. Uh, it's just so many things that you can do uh, from owning a property. You know, one of the things, one of the most important things is that you don't have to worry about your monthly payment going up. You know, at, you know, you know rent is going to go up every year. Um, you've got a, a, a fixed payment that's going to be there um, and you can manage your budget better um, and be able to provide uh, a better living for your family. It's just so many um, things that you can do uh, by being a homeowner than you can otherwise uh, and, you know, unfortunately, all of our, our, our people have, some of our people have been renting 
homes for generations. Um, there are people today um, that come to us and they say, you know, I'm the first person in my family ever to be able to buy a home. Um, and, and it's sad, but um, that's that's really what we're all about is to trying to get people to understand that this is where you start. If you want to build a legacy, you want to build uh, generation generational wealth, um, you, you've got to start someplace. You know, uh, you need to be handing handing money down to your children, to their children, to their children, and leaving family legacies. That's how the name legacy came about. Um, I wanted to leave a legacy, and um, in, in in doing so, I wanted to build a company that uh, was focused on on uh, black home ownership and and uh, be able to uh, leave it to uh, a group of people that was going to continue that relationship. Uh, and uh, it's it's just something that uh, I am just one hundred percent totally involved in. No, that's no. Great. That's- <laughs> No, I'm at that. I was just going to say that that's great because I mean I think that that's um, we we got to have more people like you, you know, putting out these sort of messages, trying to rectify the gap of you know of generational wealth that we have here in America. Uh, because, like you said, when you're a homeowner, I mean, it frees up your resources. I mean, uh, I, I was you know I'm here in L.A. paying you know sixteen hundred dollars rent for a studio. And I know in some places, you know, a mortgage payment could be half of that. And then you think about, you know, with an extra eight hundred dollars, that could be, you know, discretionary income to put towards a business, uh, to repair my credit, or whatever the case may be. There are so many different things that, you know, like you were saying, that by being a homeowner, it just frees up so many opportunities. So it, it can definitely not be uh, said enough and, and, and you know, over push that, you know, we've got to get people in our community to start owning their own homes and, and building that equity, freeing up their discretionary income and using it in some of those other areas that we need. Other than that, we're going to take totally our... Go, go ahead, Mr. Slayton. No, no, I, I, I just think that... Uh... We all have to understand uh, that home ownership matters, but black home ownership really matters. No, you're absolutely right, which is definitely going to be something that we're going to take our last break and come back with our final message, which is just your way to kind of wrap up our episode for us. We always say we like to send it off in a great big old bow for our fans. So uh, viewers, stick with us here. We're going to take our last break and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Black Agenda Podcast. We appreciate your support and we ask that you like, share, and follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black Agenda Pod. That's at Black Agenda Pod. Let's get back to the show. viewers we're going to wrap up our episode today remember we are joined today with mr ben slayton who's the president of legacy home loans i've been having a really really great conversation about the importance of black home ownership and you know mr slayton we wanted to end with our final message here and to kind of set the stage for your final message um you know the american dream talks about life liberty and the pursuit of happiness you know it speaks of freedom of opportunity and you know when you Think about the American dream. Homeownership is a part of that. 
But unfortunately, we know millions of people are not going to be seeing that. We've already talked about our numbers about, you know, with you looking at black people, about 40 to 45 percent own a home. And a lot of our fans are probably going to be listening to us, watching us, wondering, you know, how can I ever realize this? I mean, I know we've talked about, you know, taking that first step and just, you know, calling and seeing where we can go. But a lot of people are so afraid because their credit is jacked up. Um, they're in dead end jobs where they're not being able to make ends meet or they can't save to kind of make their living situations better. Uh, maybe they don't even have the education they need to get a better job or be qualified for that promotion. So they're just sitting here thinking, how on earth can I ever do this legacy that Mr. Slayton is talking about? So we just wanted to tee you up and just leave you with an opportunity to really speak to that bottom tier class who are just really thinking, there's no way I'm going to be able to leave a legacy for my family. We're going to be forever renters, generation after generation. Leave us with the final message that will inspire, inspire those group of people. Well, I, I think um, it all boils down to uh, in order for most successful people, you have to be determined. You have to... Uh, not allow someone to tell you you can't do something. Um, and you have to find out how you get it done. Uh, I, I have these things I call Slatonisms. And one of them is um, you have to make sure that you know it's not enough to make to it's not enough to know the answer to anything. In order to be successful, you have to know why the answer is the answer. Once you know why, the answer is the answer. Nobody can fool you. They can't take what you, they can't take your knowledge away from you. So if you are determined to become a homeowner, then seek out the education that you need in order to become. Uh, and and uh, most of the people that work for me understand that uh, it is not a phone call that is going to uh, turn into a loan immediately. It's a phone call that's going to be a conversation that's going to be educational. You have to educate a person. You have to befriend a person and know that that this relationship, what this relationship is all about is to help you become a homeowner. And we know that most times we cannot do this overnight. So everyone that works for us understands the plight that most of the people that we deal with, um, and which is 98% uh, African-Americans, um, and we know what you're going through. We know what kind of problems you have. Uh, we've had them also. Um, but uh, if you just make a determination that I am going to become a homeowner and you find out what kind of information you need to know in order to become a homeowner and you be dedicated to accomplishing those things, it won't be long. You'll be a homeowner. Um, and that is something that it's just getting out there. Uh, opening yourself up. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, some people may have credit problems, they may have other issues. Uh, but if, if we can't help you, if we don't know it all, if we don't know your problems, um, we can, we, we can't help you. But if you're willing to share your, your issues with us, um, we can help you solve them. No, that's a, that's a great, great, great message, a very inspiring message for those um, who are out there just kind of wondering. I have myself, same way, just kind of wondering how the process works. It's really kind of a mystery 
around how it works. And so, um, you know, when you contact legacy home loans, you have an advocate. You know, Mr. Slayton has talked at length about you have somebody who looks like you at every step of the, you know, of the process. There's somebody there who's going through the very same things you've gone through. They understand your experience and they're there to help you. They're they're not there just to make a dollar. They're there to help you and educate you on the process and how you can become a homeowner and start that wealth building process, a sustainable wealth building process there. And so uh, again, we were joined by uh, Ben Slayton. He's the president of Legacy Home Loans and is the first black realtor in the U.S. and was the first black uh, franchisee for Century 21. And so we are just elated to have him on the show. And we, uh, Mr. Slayton, we appreciate you giving us your time on a Sunday uh, talking with us about black home ownership. Quite all right. I, I, I really appreciate being here. Uh, I can give you one more nugget. Um, we have developed a, a, a small uh, brochure um, that will teach you everything you need to know step by step. Um, and uh, what you have to prepare for, the whole thing. If you send it to my email, which is bslayton, S-L-A-Y-T-O-N, at myhomelegacy.com, and just say you want to uh, receive a copy of the uh, brochure, I'll send it to you. Perfect. We'll we'll definitely be promoting uh, legacy home loans because, um, you know, homeownership is something, you know, I I don't really have too many people in my family who own a home. And it's one of those things to where as a millennial, you almost think it's more of a a fantasy to own a home because it's, you know, you don't think you'll ever be able to obtain it because of all the student loan debts and different things else you have. So it's really awesome to have resources and tools like that. So we'll definitely make sure we plug and promote that uh, for for your organization. Uh, But again, uh, viewers, Mr. Ben Slade, an awesome individual. We thank you for being with us today to talk about homeownership, but more importantly, how important black homeownership is. So thank you, sir, for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. Appreciate it. All right, viewers. So what we're going to do here, we're going to let Mr. Slayton go. And when we come back, Devin and I are going to end it as we always, letting you know what we're going to be in store for the upcoming podcast. So stick with us. We'll be right back. You have been listening to the Black Agenda podcast hosted by Adrian Guest and Devin Dito. If you enjoy listening to the show, let the host know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by visiting patron.podbean.com forward slash Black Agenda pod and give a few dollars. After all, the Black Agenda podcast is supported by listeners like you. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Let's go ahead and wrap up our episode. Just to give you a little insight, we want to make sure to talk a little bit about our upcoming episode for next week. We're going to be doing an episode all about the Electoral College and why we should seek to abolish it. We are excited to have Jesse Wegman, a member of the New York Times editorial board on the show to talk to us about the history of of the Electoral College, but also to present and make the case for why we should get rid of it. So make sure to tune in next Tuesday so you can hear an amazing conversation with Jesse. Also, don't forget our weekly roundups. We've moved those to Podbean, our host for our podcast. Remember that we're coming to you live weekly roundup style. This upcoming Saturday is going to be weekly roundup number 14. 
happening April the 24th at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we did move. So it's a little bit earlier. Remember, 1 p.m. You will need to download the Podbean app so that you can make sure to listen to us, follow us, so that way you'll know and be in the loop for what's going on. And in case you miss it, we'll also share it on all of our directories so that you can enjoy it on Sunday afternoon. As always, we would love to make sure to have your donations. Uh, our mission is really bigger than bringing you the news, engaging with leaders. We really want to transform our communities, really want to do something that we can add value for generations to come. And also, it does cost money to bring you this platform and to talk about these things because Zoom and Podbeam and such are not free. Simply go to our website, blackagendapod.com, click the donate tab and give us some bucks. You can start off with a dollar a month and become a patron. And it'll be a really, really awesome thing where you can really help to bring some forward progression to our communities. The other thing we always like to make sure to mention is our charity of the month. This month of April, we're recognizing an organization called Strive. They actually have a 36-year track history of making sure that people who face the greatest obstacles of employment can still have sustainability. They actually work with the population who needs the skills and attitudes to get that employment that they need. Majority of the people that walk through their doors actually have no source of income, yet the majority of their graduates go on to gain meaningful employment and achieve that economic self-sufficiency that we all want. Lastly, don't forget to like and follow us, share all that you see from our pages. Remember, we're on all the majors, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can go to our YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe there. Go to our website, blackagendapod.com. All of our handles are easy. It's just at blackagendapod, just like our website, at blackagendapod. Remember, like, share, follow everything you see so that we can help our community. That's what it's really, really all about. Lastly, we want to make sure we thank Legacy Home Loans and Mr. Ben Slayton for coming to our show today. And thank you for listening. Can't wait to catch you next time.